Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, your co-host, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network at the Action Network. We do everything we can to make you smarter about betting, research, data, analysis, stories, picks from our wide, wide panel of experts, which includes our good friend, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, Professional better, Simon Hunter, co-host. What's up, brother? Good morning, my friend. Good morning to you. I saw you yesterday. We had our uh, first annual Halloween cookie decorating contest for the Action Network. This is why I love this company. We had a cookie decorating contest yesterday. So interesting. In the four years we've had the business, almost four years we've had the business, there are a lot of people who are younger, a lot of people who were just getting married, a lot of people who have since gotten married, and now like people who are starting to have kids. So on the call, there were a bunch of folks that some people brought their husbands and wives, some people brought their kids, and they were decorating and whatever. And then, and then there was Simon. Bachelor Simon joining the cookie decorating party to celebrate Halloween instead of the party tonight, which is the virtual make your own cocktail. Everybody who signed up was sent like this premium make your own cocktail kit. Simon joined the cookie decorating. I mean, I'll never pass an opportunity cookies, Chad. So I knew that if I signed up for the cookie challenge, I'd get cookies mailed to me. And that's exactly what happened. So it was a win-win. For the record, I I would also go to the drinking. I would have done the cooking either way. Today is my son's 15th birthday. We got some big plans. We got the Bulls Knicks tonight. We have a huge, huge show. And I will tell you right now, we will do as we always do on this show. We will narrow down the slate. We will focus on the games that we started to think we loved on Tuesday. We will talk about our survivor pick. We will talk about our money line parlay pick. Um, we will get to sharp calls. The calls from professional bettors that you've gotten in the past 48 hours where they either love or hate your picks. We will probably have to get to big balls because we had Simon Says the other day, which was the Colts. We had a foxhole. That was the Saints. But I don't want to dilly-dally, man. Like, I want to get into it because I made some notes this morning. I had four games written down that I freaking loved. Loved. Oh, God. What were the... 
I'll tell you. So let's get to it. Didn't love it, but I do want us to get back to it. The New York Jets, 10-point underdogs at the Bengals. I think it's. I think the Jets are the right side. I'm not sure it's a final five. Like we talked about, that's a, that's a pro game where if it was Zach Wilson, we would have loved this number. We would have taken Jets' money line. This was such a good trap game for this Cincinnati team. But now it's not. It's, I mean, I, we could be way off. Like, how do we know what this kid White's going to be the quarterback for the Jets? But mathematically, there are no real reasons to be backing this Jets team. Um, the number is good. Other than that, it's it's kind of like an unknown. So that's, there's just too much variance for me to really feel confident betting this number. For a lot of people, Mike White might be rated the same as Zach Wilson. It might not be a downgrade. So what you're really betting in this game is, and Stucky and Raybon, Stucky and Chris Raybon talked about this in the Action Network podcast earlier today, you're getting a Jets team that a couple weeks ago would have been a one-point underdog in this game. But now all of a sudden the Bengals, because of what they did against the Ravens and because they, they're streaking a little bit, they're flying high. Just a massive potential overcorrection in the market. I look into what the number was. So that was preseason, the number you're talking about. And then last week, I believe it was three and a half, four and a half when right, Zach right, Wilson right. was supposed to be the quarterback. So again, like you just said, is Zach Wilson really worse, worth seven points? Is that why there was so much movement? Or is it because the Bengals just blew out the Ravens? So like you're just talking about, that, it's way too much movement for a team that, you know, what have they really done to make it that big um, other than, yeah, we, we're just unsure about this quarterback position. All right. Then we got to talk about the next game because the Colts opened as one and a half point underdogs. We said it was the Simon Says bet. It might be one of your biggest bets of the week. Matt Mitchell has said that he has since made it one of the biggest bets of his life on the, on the Colts, uh, and he bet him on the money line. You were way ahead of the market. Now the line is Colts minus two. Yeah. Anytime you are ahead of a three and a half point movement off no injury news and nothing else, you, you feel pretty damn good. Like you're way ahead of the market, which again, we talked about, I, I told people to stop what they're doing, pull over and make this bet because I knew pros were going to come in really heavy on it, especially all the different professionals I had talked to. We all kind of matched up and loved this matchup, but man, that's crazy movement. Three and a half points. That's, that's a big deal for sports books to move it that much when all the money, all the tickets are still coming in on the Titans and they're moving it against it. So, yeah, a lot of signals there. Um, I'm feeling a little too confident. That's the problem now. It's like, wow, I nailed this. If this gets a three, three and a half with the Titans, I'll have to come back on the other side. But for right now, it's still a good number to me. As long as it stays below two and a half and stays at two, that's that's good value for the Colts. Yeah, this is a, this is a pros Joe's game in every sense of the word. Massive ticket discrepancy. 65% of the tickets coming in on the Titans, 55% of the money coming in on the Colts. That tells you that the professional bettors have come in on the Colts. It's why it has moved so much. Before we get any further, I forgot to bring in Sharp Calls. So we've talked about the Colts. We love the Colts. We love them at plus one and a half. We're still going to be on them. If it gets any higher, we got to reconsider it. Let's talk about the Sharp Calls you got this week. Hello. Who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? The guys were a little more timid this week after last weekend. Last weekend, 
you loved the Packers and they were calling you saying, no, no, we're on Washington football team. And you stuck with the Packers. The line moved to get, moved in the opposite direction. It moved with the Washington football team and we nailed it. We were spot on. Yeah, that's that's the rare case where it's like this one team just keeps covering this other team sucks and they just can't figure out how to cover. It, it was kind of as simple as that. And I thought it was a good number. I had it at 10. It was still nine and a half at closing. I never had any fear of that number, but this week, it's kind of the same thing. I would say multiple guys called me about them really liking the Patriots. They really love the Patriots in this massive with the Chargers, and they've come in and they've bet that number down. Nothing's changed. I still think the Chargers are the right side. I still think they're getting a good number on that. And the other one they've kind of had me wavering now is Miami. They love Miami. They love Miami at 14. They loved it offshore at 14 and a half. Some books, it's down to 13 and a half. I believe FanDuel, it's down to 13 and a half. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm overlooking um, this Miami team, but... I just can't go over the fact that Bills dominate Miami and they dominate them at home. People forget last year, final week of the season, the Bills were going to rest their starters and Miami was playing for a playoff spot. I believe they hung 50 points up on Miami. It just seems like matchup wise, this Bills team just matches up really well with this Miami's team. I get what the guys are saying. This is Miami's, you know, throw it all against this one team. This is for their whole season. But I feel like after such a good game by Tua last week, I, I kind of still want to fade them this week going on the road, playing up in Buffalo. So, you know, I get where they're coming from, but nothing's changing me from that standpoint. And the, the final one, they <laughs> they hate that I'm just so confident in this Giants team. They, they think this is a great bounce back week for the Chiefs. And we're going to talk about the Chiefs. That's probably going to end up being our survivor pick. I don't think I'm overthinking this. I feel like this is the right side to take with the Giants. And I was shocked to hear that so many of them are cool taking this Chiefs team at home. I get their reasoning. It's a primetime game. It's a get-right game. The Giants are coming off a huge win. But 10 points, 10 and a half points, that's way too many points for this Chiefs team. So we'll we'll see how it shakes out, Chad. I don't know if it's going to end up being one of our five, but I I feel confident in that number. And I, I think you're getting a good deal here with the Giants on the road. All right. Well, we're gonna. Those are all games that we're probably gonna to want to talk about, except for probably the um, the Dolphins. Like I'm, I'm with you. One thing to note during the Sean McDermott era, they've beaten the Dolphins by an average of something like twenty points a game. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's crazy. And I'm with you. I think there's times where you want to fade the huge favorite, look smart, taking the big dog. I don't know that this Dolphins team has the talent or the confidence going against a team like the Bills that is coming off a bye. The other game, which I'm feeling less confident about as a top five, Bears plus three and a half. Yeah. It makes sense. You take the Bears in this spot, but I don't know if I like want to put $50,000 on it. It's mainly because of the Hicks and Mac injuries. Um, if they're hurt on that D-line, it was the same reason I told you I really liked Tampa last week. I like Tampa's matchup with this team, and I, I just the Bears had too many injuries on that front line to be able to stop the run. And Hicks is an absolute game changer. I know Mac gets all the love. Hicks, he might be better than Mac, honestly. And you can look at statistically what he does for this team. So, yeah, Chad, I'm not going to fight you on that. I do like the Bears. It feels like the smart side here. But yeah, I got other games I like way more than this one. So with the injuries adding up now for this Bears team, I got no issue passing on this one. Yeah, that uh, I don't disagree with you about Hicks. I'm not sure he's like as impactful as Khalil Mack, just because one of the reasons he can be so impactful is because Khalil Mack 
takes up so requires so much attention, right? And so you've got a guy like Hicks who's incredibly talented and incredibly powerful on the defensive line, but there are times where he's getting better blocking matchups because he's got Khalil Mack on the outside who's requiring more attention. We're going to pass on that one. The game you mentioned in Sharp Calls. Chargers opened at six against the Patriots. When we talked about it on Tuesday, they were at five and a half, so the wise guys had started coming in the pats. That game right now is down to four and a half. Four and a half. There's a lot of talk about how much professional betters, as you mentioned, love the Patriots. They love them defensively. They love them on special teams. They don't like how much the Chargers have been living and dying by third and fourth down conversions, which totally bit them against the Ravens, which you and I capitalized on because we agreed that was going to be a regression spot. But I'm with you, man. I look at the Chargers at four and a half. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And we talk all the time. I I hate to always go back to it, but I just love the stock market. This is the same exact thing. People are buying at the highest point now, the Patriots. They're coming off, what did they put up, 51 points last week against this Jets team? Playing a team the last time people saw them got blown out by the Ravens. I love it. I feel like them, especially them coming off a bye at home, giving them extra time to prepare for this team. The the Patriots are just bad um, in certain ways, but the best thing that Patriots do is run the ball. So that's why I think the professionals are coming in because they're saying, okay, they're going to be able to run the ball against the Chargers defense, give Mac short fields to work with, which we've seen a Mac Jones is really good at three to five yard passes. That's where he thrives. Like these short, quick throws. He is really good at them. He gets them out quick and he gets first downs that way. But I have to look at it this at, okay, the, the Patriots haven't beaten anyone good. They've, they've only beaten bad teams. Like they beat Houston and they beat the Jets twice. Like, what are we doing here? I, I'm trying to keep it simple, stupid. And this is one of those opportunities where you just take the Chargers and you live and die with what the results are. It's it's just an overinflated team right now in the Patriots. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to hear the conversation about Mac Jones. Best quarterback drafted when he's not really doing anything. He's not yeah. winning them games. They, he does look good, though. I'll give it to him. He does look they good. They didn't beat the Bucs. No. He no. looks good. He, by the way, he looks good in comparison, meaning he's not making the mistakes. He's got great protection. And Josh McDaniels is giving him a great game plan because he's not asking him to throw it downfield. You look at what the other quarterbacks are having to do. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. Like Trey Lance, who's not even on the field. Like those guys, they're being asked to do different things. There's a reason that Patriots were the the 15th pick. Okay. Obviously, they had talent on that team. They spent money offseason to add to talent. And he was like a fifth year senior. So, Mac, again, he's looked good right now. This is it. Like, Mac isn't going to get that much better than what he is right now. He's kind of, that's why he was the fifth pick. His upside was very limited. But on the low side, it's limited too. This guy is just a solid, good quarterback. I think that's that's what people are getting right now. But, yeah, like the hype around him, again, he's beaten the three teams he's beaten. I won't fault him. He looked good against Dallas. He played well, I guess, against the Buccaneers. But at the same time, it's I feel like it's more about Belichick and this team that keeps them in this game. So I, I, I just – if you're if you're betting a rookie quarterback on the road here, like that comeback they had against Houston – that's not going to happen against the Chargers. The Chargers are a light years better team than that Houston team. So if he gets down by two touchdowns to Herbert, I just cannot see this kid coming back. Chargers not as good defensively as 
I would like them to be, especially against the run, which is the one thing the Patriots can do. They're awful against the run. They really are, but they're really good against the pass, honestly. So we're just going with it. We're saying four and a half is the right number. Yeah, if that's what it is in our, if that's what it is in the, our top five, I, I would put it in there. But we'll keep putting along here because there are other other games that we do love. Well, the other game that is just gross. Sometimes betting means doing bad things. This is truly disgusting. Gross bets, gross profits. But the Seattle Seahawks with Geno Smith are probably a bottom five team. And they are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they are three and a half point favorites. And I will say the same thing we said a couple of weeks ago. The Jaguars can stop the run. The Jaguars can run the ball. And they have a better quarterback. Everything you just said is why I... We talked on Tuesday, three and a half. If you're giving me two ugly dogs, um, I'm going to take the three and a half with the uglier team and the, the Jaguars in the sense that this is a field goal game where it's two and a half. I think it's down to three at most books now. So hopefully you can still get the three and a half if you're with us and you like this Jaguars team. But yeah, coming off a of bye week, I do like what the Seahawks are trying to do with Geno, but he is bad. I just rewatched that game from Monday night again. Bad. Like, he makes the stupidest throws. He still throws off his back foot into coverage. He's just he's just not a smart quarterback. And say what you want about Trevor Lawrence. My favorite thing to see from these young quarterbacks is if they throw an interception, they come back and they just go right back to it. Like Mac Jones last week against Dallas. He threw that pick six. He went right back at it. That's I love seeing that from a quarterback. To me, that's bigger than anything else they can really do. So with Trevor Lawrence, I've seen it where he's throwing interceptions. He's, done, he's doing stupid stuff. He doesn't let it affect him. He comes right back and he keeps throwing it downfield. So you're giving me one offense like a complete high-powered offense. I feel like the Jaguars offensively are way above the Seahawks team. Defensively, they're both awful. I really – that Seahawks game against New Orleans, that was more that New Orleans just couldn't capitalize on opportunities. They kept getting in the red zone and getting stopped. I actually think the Jaguars are going to be able to put up points in this matchup. So if you're still out there be able to get the three and a half with this Jaguars team, I really like that number. Pros Joes, 74% of the tickets on Seattle, 61% of the money. Pros. That's crazy to me. That many people are still betting the Seahawks, even after watching that game. I mean, I guess the Jags are that bad, but that's that's pretty crazy. I think it's really about the Jags being that bad. And look, there's a lot of there's <laughs> look, there's a lot of people in the market. Like there's new people in the market that are seeing the Seahawks, and maybe they saw the Seahawks play really well or play well enough. No, they played well back-to-back weeks. So that, that's what they're betting on right there. And the, the pros are doing what they always do. They're betting the worst team in football, getting the hook. And you can still get three and a half in certain places. I'm with you, though. 100% love the Jags here. If we can get a three and a half, all the better. Um, speaking of the team the Seahawks played, the New Orleans Saints are currently... It might be up to six, buddy. Yeah, it's five and a half. It's definitely at five and a half. It's gone up. All the tickets on the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Saints game, we we both loved it at four and a half. Now it's moving the other way. Always a little scary because that means that's that's not public money moving that number. That's professional money coming and moving that number. But I feel like we're still getting a great number. I'm still going to be taking the Saints money line. Thank you for the pros betting this up, giving me more value on the money line. You have to do it, people. This is... One of many traps being laid this week. And again, Tommy Terrific, we talked about his road, his road and home splits. Very big difference of Tommy on the road than at home. So 
Saints, I get it. They've been bad, but the best thing they can do is kind of move the ball through the air. And we have a team that has linebackers that can't cover running backs. So that's a huge advantage to Kamara. And at their wide receiver position against this really banged up Bucks secondary, you have to like the value you're getting on the Saints here. So even if we're just begging for a back door, the same thing we did with the Eagles when they played the Buccaneers, I'm always going to feel like we're have a chance for that back door just because the Buccaneers, they, they are really good. There's no doubt about that. But they aren't kind of like this one of these teams that really has enough on the side of the defense to really be fair by this many points. So last week was a matchup thing with them and the Bears. This week, it's the same thing. The Saints have always matched up well, this Buccaneers team. And I saw some crazy stat. Could be made up. I could get fooled by the internet here, but it makes sense when you really think about it. Tampa Bay has never been favorite by this many points in New Orleans. Even in the year they won the Super Bowl, they got swept by New Orleans both times. Okay, so it, it is interesting looking back at the history that the Saints have always played so well against this Buccaneers team at home, and they've never been a big underdog like this. So we, we have to take these points. We're, we're literally riding with history here. Uh, Simon, of course you can believe it if it's on the internet. Everything on the internet is true. I think that's how it works, right? Are you ready to get to the game of the week? We're talking about the Dallas Cowboys visiting the Minnesota Vikings. This line has moved up since we talked about it on Tuesday. Everybody loves them Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Actually, in New Jersey, because me and my friends, it's moved the other way. We've bet it down really? from two and a half. It's down to one and a half on FanDuel now in New Jersey. Wow. Mover of lines over here, you know? Do you want listen? You move lines. That's what you do. <laughs> My job. Simon Hunter, line mover. <laughs> the Vikings at two and a half outside of Simon Hunter's jurisdiction. Read your um, little stats, Chad. Go ahead. Do your do your stat thing. Hey, this is another pros Joe's game, right? We got 80%, Jesus Christ, 80% of the bets coming in on the Cowboys about 60% of the money coming in on the Vikings. And the fact that in most places this line has moved up, that's something special, right? So um, that's number one. Brandon Anderson, who is a massive Vikings fan. Brandon Anderson, uh, senior writer for the Action Network. Um, he hosts a podcast on Action, uh, the Action Network football podcast with um, the Action Network podcast about the NFL with Raheem Palmer. He is a massive Vikings fan. I love his story every week where he sort of gives his leans for every game. He sent me something after listening to our podcast on Tuesday, uh, going into Bet Labs, which is that you know super secret system we have that everybody has access to, millions and millions of data points. You just got to subscribe. Basically, it said, Mike Zimmer, for the first part of his career to 2019, amazing at home against the spread. Past two seasons, a bit of a money loser. So... I think there's a lot of ways to interpret data. There's a lot of ways to interpret that. How do you interpret it, Simon? And I didn't say anything. I let you guys post these things in our Slack channel. Just waiting for this moment. I wonder what happened last year that the home field advantage kind of took a dip for Minnesota. Was it that there was no fans in the stadium, Chad? You think that's one of the reasons? Yeah, I do. So when I saw you post that, I'm with him. Yeah, he, he's, he's kind of slipped here the last two years. Just throw it out. The whole reason that stadium's so hard is you can't hear anything. The way they built it, it's one of the loudest stadiums. They got the Viking horn blowing on third downs. It's madness in there when the fans are in there. So, yeah, I threw that out just because it, 
it doesn't really mean much. This is one of these teams that rely on the fans. It's like the Colts. The Colts need fans in that indoor stadium to be really loud. It's different when they're pumping in loud music or whatever they were doing last year. So, yeah, I, I'm with him. That's a fair criticism to say he's he slipped the last two years with a home field advantage. But this year, it's been back to what it was. They had the Seahawks at home. They they, they killed them. They they blew them up. So that's that's a fair argument. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to what I believe in with this with this Vikings team. And we've seen it time and time again. Dallas is really good. They're incredible. There's a reason the public's coming in so heavy on this number. But they're not looking at the little numbers where Dak hasn't been pressured that much. Now he's going up against a team of the Vikings that had one of the highest pressure rates in all of football. Okay, so they, they get after the quarterback. They might not get home. They might not get the sacks. But they're moving the quarterbacks off their spots. And Dak is great mobile. He's coming off a calf injury. That, like, he was literally in a walking boot during their bye week. So – just looking at it on paper, I, I understand what these people are saying, why they want to just take Dallas, and they're 6-0 against the spread. I can't fault them for that. I talk all the time. My my main goal is to find where is there going to be regression? Where is it going to these teams going to come back to the meeting? Because they're not going 17-0 against the spread. It's never happened. I mean, a great year for them would be 11-6 and or something like that against the spread. That's an incredible season. So they're going to trip up some places. This is just a really, really good spot for this Vikings team coming off a bye at home. Everyone's loving this Dallas team. The Dallas team's feeling themselves. They get humbled by this Vikings team. And again, this is going to come down to matchups. We'll see what's going to happen here. You have to sense regression for this Dallas defense. They're not going to have pick sixes every other game for touchdowns. It's just not feasible. So I do think you're getting good value still. If you, you can get Minnesota plus two and a half, take that number, throw them in a teaser. That's just a really good number to have. You made all my points uh, from, A, how I set you up, knowing that that stat from last year, from, from, from two, the past two years, included a year at home where there are no fans in the stands and there was no home field advantage, and included a year the past, this season and last season, so two seasons, in which Mike Zimmer has kind of been rebuilding the defense on the fly. They played better last three weeks. Totally. Yeah. And look at, the, look at it this way. Look at it this way. It turns out the Vikings are what? They're three and three. Two of their losses to the Cardinals and the Bengals in fluky circumstances in which they could have won. We always talk about, like, look at the little plays. We talked about it last week with the Ravens. The Ravens were a couple little fluky plays away from being a 500 team, not a team that was leading the AFC North, and that's why we like the Bengals. Um, The Chargers were fluky fourth down conversions away from not looking as dominant as they had been. That's the way like that's why we like the Ravens against the Chargers last week. Turns out the Vikings have lost to the two best teams in the NFL potentially, in the Bengals yeah. and the Cardinals. And, and the Browns won, that's their only loss at home. I think they lost 14 to 7. Yes. They started the game, they drove the field for a touchdown and then Kirk kirked it. Like that's the only fear with this game is you're betting on Kirk where he might open the game up with a seven points and then do nothing for three and a half quarters. So that is always the fear, but you have to believe in this defense. And like you just said, Zimmer at home. I just have to keep riding that trend. Bottom line, we love the Vikings here. Smash, smash. <laughs> is that your Vikings horn? That was my Vikings horn. Oh my God. Did you like it? Sheesh. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was intimidating. Minnesota Vikings. And I think it's like a boom. It's one of those things, I believe. Look at you. (laughs) Look at you. 
And now a word from our friends at FanDuel. The NFL season is approaching the halfway point and FanDuel Sportsbook has a little something different to offer for the Sunday night matchup between Dallas and Minnesota. Because FanDuel is giving new customers 25 to one odds on any touchdown scored in the game. That means you can end the NFL Sunday right by winning $125 on a $5 bet. I love this matchup and after listening to Simon, I'm leaning towards the Vikings ending the Cowboys' undefeated streak against the spread. FanDuel is sports betting made simple. They have the number one rated sportsbook app in America, and they're always looking to hook you up with great offers. Plus, they now accept Venmo, and when you win, you'll get paid in as little as two hours. Just sign up with promo code FAVORITES. This week, before the Sunday night matchup, you could win $125 on a $5 bet. Remember to use the promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users, only $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus, $125. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.com in West Virginia. Now, let's get back to the show. I think we do have to make this next one our big balls better the week. <laughs> Giants visiting the Chiefs, plus 10. You're getting a little flack from the wise guys on this. And what they're saying, I get. The only time the Chiefs have looked really good and dominant this year is playing the NFC East. They beat the crap out of Washington. They beat the crap out of the Eagles. That's fair. Now they're getting this Giants team after a big win at home. That's just so many points, so many points for such a bad defense. And we've seen it. Daniel Jones has been running the ball more. The Chiefs team is bad against running quarterbacks. We saw Lamar tear them up. Obviously, Daniel Jones isn't anything comparable to Lamar, but he's slippery. Like that read option he does when he gets outside that tackle on the left or the right, once he gets out there into space, he's pretty quick. So 10 points, again, I'm not going to make a big deal of it because it's like, I could look like an idiot come next week when they lose by 20, but something ain't right with this Chiefs team. So I I, I liked it at 10 and a half, still like it at 10. As long as it stays above the nine, I'm happy to take this number. I did have it rated at nine. So yeah, it's it's uh, going to be weird because this is definitely probably going to be our survivor pick in the Chiefs. Like this is the only real week you can use them left. But man, this is, uh, this is a, literally a must win game for this Chiefs team. We can all look like idiots every week. No, that's the story of my life, Jeff. We can look like idiots every day in front of everybody, in front of the people we love. It's just part of life. To me, we are, we are looking at six games that we will narrow down to five for Sunday. Colts, Jags, Saints, Vikings, Chargers, Giants. And like, you know, I like to have a, at least one favorite in there. So we'll, we'll try to force one in there. If it is a charger, so the chargers are a favorite. That's, if that's what we end up on. So be it. But um, that, that could change obviously come Sunday. 
I love this lineup. Like, I felt so confident coming into, you know, I like to do my Thursdays and get up early. Well, I don't get up early. But I am up at my normal time, but I clear my schedule. And those first two hours of the day, from like 8 to 10, I'm just focused on our picks, research, deep dive. I finished my work this morning and thought, I got four games that I know I love. And Chargers and Giants, we just added. Really love the Chargers right now, too. Yeah, we need yeah. a 5-0 week. We're so close. We're so, so close, dude. You just got to hang on. We just got to hang on. We got to keep, keep grinding. We're going to get there. Three and two the past two weeks. The Survivor Pool Pick of the Week. Let's talk about Survivor for a second, because you said Chiefs. The other, th- the other games I was thinking about, obviously the Bills. Um, uh, those were two that I, was, that I was deeply considering. I also, for a minute, for a minute, I thought about the Chargers. No, that's, that's crazy. The, the Bills were on, I'm pulling up the Bills schedule right now. I think we're having a couple opportunities with them. So listen to this. Bills have Miami this week. Next week, they're at the Jaguars. Then they're at the Jets. So those yeah. are two different weeks. We'll be able to take them there. Unfortunately, they end the season with the Jets at home. So if they're locked up the number one seed by then, they might just be sitting, guys. We might not yeah. be able to use them that final week. So it's looking like we need to use them either next week or the week after, where we talked about this Kansas City Chiefs team. They're in a hard division. Like, obviously, the easiest matchup they'll have is with Denver. I don't know. It's always a little sketchy with them in Denver. So yeah. pull up their schedule right now. They have the Giants this week. Then they go Green Bay, Vegas, Dallas, bye week, Denver, Vegas. Uh, yeah, all these games are just tough. So th- this is it. We, we probably have to take the Chiefs this week. This is literally the only easy matchup for them for pretty much the rest of the year. All right. Well, we'll go with the Chiefs then. And that's the scariest part is I feel like everyone's going to take this Chiefs. And this is like such a week that's due. I looked it up. We actually have 1,500 people left in our contest. Survivor. Not bad. Not bad. Again, first place gets a million dollars. We're going for it. <laughs> We're going for it. So... I am worried because I know everyone's going to be taking the Chiefs, but it just, we have no other option. This is such a, you have to. I think everyone's going to take the Bills. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, that that, that could happen. Actually, I wouldn't hate that either because we just talked about it. That of all the teams that could pull up the upset, again, Houston, maybe they could with, if Tarad's back, that could be their big thing. But I I don't know. It's, I'm cool with saving the Bills for another week or two. Let's go with the Chiefs. All right, let's talk about our money line round robin parlay. Yeah, I can throw one out. So if you would not listen to me last week, or no, if you listen to me on the show, you had the Colts in there with the Bengals, with Tennessee. You had a good, good week. Unfortunately, I was an idiot, and I didn't do that. So this week, going back to the well, we, we love home dogs. No no surprise. So the Colts are no longer an underdog, so I won't throw them in there anymore. I did have them in there um, earlier in the week. If you want to ride with I, I'm still in the Packers tonight, still in the Packers plus six and a half, still in their money line tonight. If anyone wants to ride with that one, if not, we could throw it out. Let's go through it. Like the Jaguars on the money line, like the Saints on the money line, like the Vikings on the money line. I I'm going to wait and see if it's to Rod Taylor. hundred percent. will have the Texans in on my money line parlay again, yep. wait and see. He just came back to practice today. He is a difference maker for that offense. And Rounded out with some other ugly dogs. 
uh, people don't like it, but I'm still going to take the Panthers money line. It's I, I just have to do it against the Falcons. Um, and you know, if they're looking for a six one to throw in there, don't hate don't hate the football team. They they've been unlucky the last couple of weeks. Feels like of all the teams are really due for a win against the Broncos team that just seems like they're completely falling apart with Teddy Bridgewater being banged up. It just does not seem right over there. And I think Von Miller is out as well for this game. So if you're looking for a six one to throw in, you don't want to put Green Bay in tonight. Got no, no, no issue taking Washington in this. All right. Saints, Vikes, Jags, Panthers, Washington football team for the money line parlay. Just gross. It's oh, that's terrible. I don't know that we I hit could. three out of four, uh, three out of seven weeks, though. So it's it's been a nice run for us with these. All right. We've done it. We've narrowed down the slate. We've gotten it down to about six that we'll choose five from on Sunday. We've talked about Survivor, Go Chiefs. We've talked about Moneyline Parlay. We've made our big balls better the week. We covered the sharp calls. I think we nailed it. I think we totally nailed everything we want to do today. And don't forget, we update everything on Sunday morning, and we do a show at 11 a.m., Convince Me, where we will run through all the games and talk about if anything's really changed. You are such a media professional. I would have forgotten all of that. <laughs> you did. You did. I, I noticed. Totally forgot it. Well done. Simon Hunter. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. He's Simon Hunter. Join us Sunday morning at Action Network HQ, 11 a.m. Eastern. All the things you need to get ready for the day, none of the freaking fluff, nothing sentimental. Just watch it and get smarter by listening to us. Download the podcast from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Till Tuesday. Love you.